All right, welcome back to Alphonse Arena on the campus of the University of Maine. Orono, Maine is where we are. Mike McMahon, John Leahy with the score. Maine 3, Merrimack 1. Tonight's second intermission is brought to you as it always is by Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers. Uh, sorry, you're right, absolutely. <laughs> Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. I must be hungry. I guess that's why I, I was thinking of Fuddruckers. But Mike McMahon joins us from the macreport.com, from the Eagle Tribune, College Hockey News, and NeutralZone.net. And uh, Mike Main leading here by the score of 3-1 at the end of 2. The Warriors have had five power plays tonight. They won for five on the power play. You know, Usually that's pretty good. They've had 12 opportunities on the weekend, three goals. But so far it's not quite enough. Yeah, and it's kind of an extension last night, too. I mean, that was one of the big, I think, themes of last night's game was that major in the third period where uh, really didn't even really get in the zone very much in that, that four minutes and 51 seconds of power play time, which when we talked here in this same time in the game last night, we said, hey, this is a chance to get them, get the game tied and get back into the game, and it, and it never materialized. So, yeah, kind of a, an extension of that. I think some of the same issues, you know, not not all uh, not all the issues being the same. It yeah. had some wonky power plays in there, too, with some four-on-three four on and stuff like that, but still uh, not enough time in the zone and, and not enough, I think, pucks getting the net. I think they've done a better job tonight uh, in terms of being able to to get it into the zone, like you said, and you know, being able to set up, being able to to move it around. I mean, a couple times you've had some miscommunication. That's bound yeah. to happen. But it, I mean, they've been able to get pucks to the net. I think more tonight than they did last night. You probably just have to credit Swayman as well as the, the defense in front of him for doing the job when they had to. Yeah, I'd be interested in. And this isn't a stats track, but. What are the face-off numbers in in each of the three zones? Because it seems like they're they're winning. We have that in the uh, in one of these uh, uh, stat packages here. Because yeah. it seems like they're winning a lot of the face-offs in the zone. Look at that! I've never seen this before. Wow. Uh, it seems like they're winning a lot of faceoffs in the zone. In the offensive zone. In the offensive zone, which has helped them kind of create some pressure off offensive zone draws. Not all of them, uh, but a lot of them. It looks like how do, what does it look like here? Eleven on a. Or are they just marking the actual faceoffs? So it looks like in that period. Uh like three and three, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it seems like they've been able to win draws uh, in the offensive zone, especially in the power play, and have created pressure off of that. Uh, last night, I agree, they've done a better job tonight than, than last night when they really had trouble just even getting the blue line. Either the pucks are getting turned over the blue line, or they go to get a puck deep and just wouldn't get back to get it and Maine would clear the puck down the other end. I'm, I'm surprised by the number of penalties that Maine's taken this weekend. I don't think that's something that they can afford to do going forward. I don't recall whether or not that's been the case. I don't think they've been overly penalized, but it seems like this weekend, for whatever reason, they've been taking a lot of penalties, and some of them haven't been very good ones. Yeah, some of them have been real... Uh Real ill-advised, kind of undisciplined plays, undisciplined penalties. Uh, and I don't, again, I, don't, I agree with you. I don't think that's been a theme with them for much of the year. But this weekend they've played really physical, the two really physical games. Uh, and, yeah, I think that that's going to be, they might be able to get away with it, I think, against a team that's, that's struggling to score goals and, and struggling to get wins. But when you play some of the better teams in the league, you're not going to be able to afford to kill five power plays through two periods. <laughs> 
talk about last night, I think, too, total. So. Uh, Lacrosse had their first game today, a 13-12 to loss uh, to Holy Cross at Dwayne Stadium. Uh, pretty good game there, obviously. Yeah, I watched most of that game. They came back late, too. They were down 4-1, uh, to I think, at one point. They were down 5-2 to in the second quarter. So I they, think it was 8-4 at the half, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So they made a push there late, uh, not able to get over the hump. But that's a Holy Cross team that, from all indications, is pretty improved. Uh, they were about a 500 team in the Patriot League last year, but I think they bring back a lot of guys. So uh, not the way they would have liked to start, for sure, but... Uh, the Patriot League, I think, from a lacrosse standpoint, is a is a better league than the NEC. So, uh, just in terms of depth and overall talent, that, that top end players for sure. So, uh, I, I think if you you're hanging in a one goal game with with a team from the Patriot League that's supposed to be an improved team in the Patriot League, uh, you would think that that's good indications for where they might stand in the league. But uh, yeah, not, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're disappointed with, with how they started. Still, first Division One game, you have to start somewhere. You know, good to play a game like that against a, a decent team. You know, before. Before you get into league play. And remember, Merrimack men's basketball, who won their eighth in a row today and is in first place in the NEC, lost their first game up here to Maine by like 25 points. And that was a Maine team that I think finished in last in America East last year. <laughs> and Merrimack came up here game one of the year and got stomped. So uh, I think a lot of people, if you were uh, coming out of that, that first men's basketball game, you're thinking, oh, this could be, this could be a long year. Uh, the Maine team wasn't very good last year and they just kind of ran you off the court. And then, of course, we've seen, what's hap- we've seen what happened over the last couple of months. should mention, I see now there's two minutes on the board to Maine uh, called at the 20-minute mark, so it looks like Merrimack's going to start the third period with another power. Yeah, there was a play at the end. Uh, Tyler Drevich, after the whistle, was skating back to, uh, I think, either towards the bench or kind of towards center ice, and it looked like he took a cross-check. And he immediately went over to Kevin Keenan. A lot of Merrimack players went over to Kevin Keenan, uh, and there was some discussion about it. I don't know if they looked at it. I don't think that would be something they would look at. Cause, yeah, you can't. You can't for a minor, so they, they must have saw it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's Greenway uh, who was called for it. So yeah, you know what's funny too? They were uh, Scott looked like he was going towards one of the officials as he came off the bench as well because coaches have to come across the ice here. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, that's a little weird because I think it was Kevin Keenan who kind of just told him like no, but put his hand up and basically said like no, like do not come and talk to me, which I thought was a little strange. But maybe he was doing maybe the message may have been more like no, we got it more than it was no, go away. <laughs> were you surprised that uh, there were four minutes? in penalties there, uh, the double minors on the roughing? Yeah, I think that's a little bit of the referees trying to get control of the game back. I mean, Logan Drevich may have tapped the goalie a little bit, but then he got his helmet ripped off. I'm not sure why you, he gets a double minor for getting his, his helmet ripped off his head. But uh, yeah, I think that was more of just the officials know these have been two chippy games. I think that's Jack Malay and Kevin Keenan doing something to try to reel it back in and make sure that this third period doesn't get out of hand. Now, funny that you, you, you say that uh, because last night uh, they were Merrimack only took three penalties for uh, you know that resulted in the uh, in, in power plays only one so far tonight. Maine's only had one one power play, four power plays through almost two games of the weekend, and uh, and yet it's been like that. It's very strange. Yeah, this will be Merrimack's 13th, I think. Seven last night. This will be their sixth one tonight. Some of them shortened, of course, but still uh, 13 power plays. Like I said, this will be Maine's fourth. So really lopsided. That that's something that they can get away with, I think, against a team that's that's struggling to find wins, especially on the road, and uh, is looking like they're going to be battling for a last playoff spot instead of battling for a home ice spot. You, in two games, you give 13 power plays to a BC or a, a Lowell or a Providence. <laughs> the U, Northeastern, almost anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a long weekend. <laughs> How do you handicap the Beanpot starting Monday night? What are your thoughts on that? I like 
BC. I, I, BC and Harvard are the two best teams. They don't play each other in the first round. It's Northeastern and, and uh, Harvard, and BC plays BU. I, I, you know what, though? Northeastern's as good as, as Harvard is. I think Harvard's pretty good, but Northeastern's as good as Harvard is. Uh, I think BC will be in that final. I don't know who they'll play. Um, I do think BC ends up taking it, though. This was something I noticed today. I was working on a story uh, in the hotel today for CHN that'll post. I, I think during the day on Monday, probably before the Bean Park starts, uh, Jerry York, like Bill Belichick, likes to talk about shirt and hat games, trophy games. BC hasn't won a trophy since 2016. Like it's been, all, and it was a 2016 Bean Pot, so it's been four years since they've won anything. Haven't won a hockey championship. Haven't won a, a Bean Pot championship. Obviously, haven't won a national championship. So it's been a it's been a long time since the BC team has won a trophy. And they, even with the two losses they had last weekend in Maine, came back last night and played pretty well. I, I think they're the favorite going on. Well, I'm going to say don't sleep on BU. I feel like they're coming on here in the second half. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if BU wins. And it seems like maybe Spencer Knight has come back down to earth here in the second half. He played well last night. He had a shutout last night. So if you're yeah. trying to bounce back, that's like, and who do they play? UMass? Yeah. Yeah, so you shut out UMass. I know UMass is struggling a little bit, but still they got some firepower. So you shut out UMass. I think you're you're feeling pretty good about yourself. That Mullins, he picked up the shutout. So that's true, but it's a UMass team that was held to one goal last weekend by a UNH team that gave up 14 this weekend. So there, who knows what's going on yeah. in the league these days? Yeah, it's a little, yeah. All over the place. Yeah. Uh, so before we let you go, a couple of things. First of all, basketball quickly uh, results. I believe the men won and the women lost. Yep, the men won and the women lost. Uh, so the men have won eight in a row now. They're nine and one in the NEC. I didn't look at the standings. I don't know what other teams did today, but I think they're up by a game. Okay, I knew they were up by either a game or two. So there's uh, eight games left, I think, on the schedule. Maybe nine games left in the schedule. They're at 15 wins now. Uh, from what people could find in the Merrimack Athletic Department, uh, Mike Sullivan and his staff did a lot of research on this. I think to look for the uh, most wins by a team in their first year Division One basketball. And I think they think it's 16. That's what it looks like. It's 16. They're already at 15. They have nine games left. And here's the other thing: they're going to play. They played LIU today. Uh, I think Wagner they got coming up is the only other team they haven't seen. Out of their last nine games, I believe eight of them are against teams that are in the bottom half of the standings. So they've they've played the top half of the league and they're nine and one. You know, so it'll be really interesting to see what they look like uh, finishing out the year. And then before we let you go, Mike, Super Bowl tomorrow, give us your pick. Oh, I don't know. Uh, you know what? Things never go my way. I don't want to see the Chiefs win, so that means the Chiefs roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Mike. Certainly appreciate it. Folks, check out his work at themacreport.com. Also in the Eagle Tribune tomorrow, the Sunday Eagle, Tri- Eagle Tribune, and also collegehockeynews.com uh, and neutralzone.net. And he's also on Twitter and Mike McMahon, the CHN. Did I miss anything? I think so. All right. <laughs> thanks a lot, Mike. Have a safe ride home. Thanks, you too. All right, Mike McMahon, our guest with the score, main three, Merrimack one. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.